every day without fail like where I live I don't know what it is but I have to hose the front yard or the backyard or whatever mm-hmm. and every time I hose the hose makes a rainbow from a certain angle yeah so I just sit there looking at the rainbow thinking I make rainbows bang how bad can it be you know <laughs> <laughs> My balls is totally moving, new and improving. Now can we get back, girl? I've got the heart and desire. My balls are on fire, ready to take us to the top. Welcome to the show. Did you know that your mom is on? Man, I did a lot of stuff today, and I forgot to put shoes on. And I have a special guest. This is my good friend Salema Masakela. I don't. What's your middle name? Salema Mabama. Mabena. Mabena. Salema Mabena Masakela. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The 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 Mabana gets me. I just usually you've been trying to make it Bama for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I can hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that will be adjusted. That was a great that was a great open. Yeah. I I love that you didn't tell me that any of that was going to happen. Yeah, it's crazy cuz usually I would tell the guests, but I was like, hey, let me blast him. Let me blast be, him with some spoke. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Is that a, is that is the smoke machine flavored? Nah, it just smells bad. I know. I haven't figured that out yet. No, it felt like maybe there could be a... It got better. Like a blackberry... Yeah. Oh, wow. Miles. Yeah. Get on that. Okay. Get on it, Miles. Yeah. I literally just want you to know the only reason why I came was to abuse Miles. Right. No, that's how we get guests. (laughs) Like, I like you, but then I I was like, wait. No, no. Tony Hawk's son is on the show. You two are acquainted, I take it. I've known... To- yeah. I've known Miles since he resided in womb. Yeah, yeah, we've known Miles since he was since a he baby. got here. Yep, we've we've known him since he got here. He's been come in- a long way since you were a fetus. I'll say that. Yeah, for you. right. He has. He's been in the scene, man. He's yeah. like, I was watching Muhammad Ali today, and he was like, I met him. I got a signed glove, and I keep forgetting that Miles. <laughs> Is Miles because I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I get how I see how you, I get how you would have been at Muhammad Ali's birthday party. <laughs> He's already an entrepreneur. Does that get you laid, dude? No, dude. What do you? No. I mean, is that because your mom might be listening? No, like his mom is aware. What? what She's the only person that li- subscribes to my Patreon. I'm living <laughs> off her. I'm living off the Hawks. I'm living off Tony. <laughs> Hi, he's Kathy. like got a podcast and it's like I guess I'll keep listening to your yeah. other podcast if you know Tony Hawk and then Patreon is his mum's paying for it well yeah. you know I used to work with his mum at Transworld we used to wait make... what she worked at Transworld yeah 
We she oh, was now I'm in trouble. She was an editor. I should have known. This um, is your Mick Jagger moment, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got Mick Jagger hot. So we we started something called uh, like a, we started a, a video magazine. Transworld decided they wanted to compete with 411. When 411, people that don't know, 411 was, was a video magazine that yeah. was the first of its kind, and in, in skateboarding, it was it. It was it. So we're it talking was. about like VHS tapes? Yep. Right. Yeah. And, and every time it came out, everybody, early DVDs. everybody got it. Yeah. Everybody watched it in skateboarding, like whatever. If you had a, yeah. a pro spotlight, I had a pro spotlight and it was like, you're on the map, Jason, because you've got a 411 pro spotlight. Oh, that makes perfect sense before the internet. It was YouTube. Yeah, right. It's video parts and you had the built-in distribution of skate shops. Yep. I, I'm, I'm all caught up. It makes yeah. perfect sense to me. So instead of like... Michael's hardcore. He's been in the game for a while. Yeah, he knows. Say some of your favorite skaters, Michael. Uh, Jason Ellis. Yeah, he's real good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do a big one. Do a special name. Uh, let me see. Carabeth Burnside. Mm. Yeah. See, he goes deep. <laughs> deep cuts. He didn't think you were going to say it. He thought he was going to say Eric Costner or didn't something. see that you? coming. Yeah, nah. He went straight to Lake Tahoe. Yeah, he'll go crazy. Yeah. So Be Miles' done. mom, yeah. so Transworld decided we're going to build a studio. I could have done that for another half an hour. That, Sorry. I, I, we could do. We can come you've back got, to I it. I know, but you're here. Go ahead. Um, Transworld said, we're building the studio and we're going to do it. And yeah. then they hired this guy who was who, to produce it who was horrible, didn't no know bueno. what he was doing. No bueno. And um, I was like the the assistant yeah. and I hated the guy. And I'm like, you got to get someone in here who can do yeah, yeah, what yeah. he can do. And anyway, they hired Catherine. Um, Kathy. And uh, Maddie, and that changed the whole deal and made it successful. And that's wait, they together were the were working as a team. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that, Miles? Yeah. Fair I enough. hope so. Have you, have you met your mom? <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I was there for the birth of it. The birth of the birth of the birth of him. My son texted me the other day and goes, "Are you hosting X Games?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then the other day, like three weeks before that, I got a text from my daughter. Did you interview Lil Wayne? Yeah. And that's my uh, pat on the back. That was translation. Maybe we'll keep you. You're all right. <laughs> For a dad, you're kind of cool. Yeah, we might keep yeah. you. Yeah. Not that's awesome. Just <laughs> okay. Because I saw the video of you talking to him, but I just want to say, did you do that? And I was like, yeah, I did do that. Same it's like a the- uh, it's like a credibility college fund. That's the way that I look at it. I know that my son he still thinks I'm cool, but that's I'm on total borrowed time there. Yeah. But I'm banking these things because I've never heard somebody who was like 45 that was too cool for I don't know if you were ever too cool for your dad's uh, accomplishments or unimpressed by them. But at a certain point, you yeah, take wait, stock of your life it, and you go, "Whoa, that's my a parents really, did some stuff." That's a really good question for you. Was there ever a time where your dad wasn't cool? For being, you know, I mean, a, an amazing never. musician, was was there ever a time where you're like, meh, musicians? Never. There you was always. Never, yeah, my dad was always. The only time that my dad wasn't cool was when he was like in the worst of his addiction. Right, but still, he had that. But cool. he was cool. Right. Like, I, I was. I, my relationship with him was weird because I was like, I hope he makes it. But then I would meet people and they'd be like, hear me your last name and like, your dad changed my life. And I'd be like, yeah. That's right. He sure right. did. But he's not helping you right now. Yeah. But right. but he was... My dad was never not... He never had to convince me he was cool. Like, everywhere I went, there was... I but, was like, but I'm reminded. saying, like, things that he did for a living, like go to do a concert, 
I never was at a. I never went to a show or anything. And was like, when do we get out of here? No, it was always the greatest day of my okay. life to watch my dad do his thing. Okay, because I feel like, man, this X Games thing, like yesterday. I know this is not out. It'll be out after it. But I did Mega Ramp yesterday, Mega Park. But uh, the way that I was treated when I got there, I just kept thinking of you, because it's not the same. And it's to me, I'm still me, and I'm walking in thinking, I'm sorry, you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm coming in like, hey, look, the guy that you were hanging out with, because it seems like nothing's changed. You know what I mean? Like it's still you go here and the thing and the the guy yeah, he's gonna talk to you and and I'm like yeah 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 I I remember I remember this, but everyone's really nice to me and I was like I feel like I don't remember that. I feel like maybe it was more of a kind of a vibe that i got from everybody like oh he well i guess if he's here go over there and do that and go over here and do this and it was more you know like someone asked me i got confused yesterday someone said hey, hey jason i need to talk to you for a second and i was like oh oh god what did i do yeah that's where i go and it's like oh, we, were, we were thinking of having a girl come on just to, just for a few seconds just to talk with you would that be okay and i was like to do what do you what do you mean and he was like no to to like to like host with you and i was like oh yeah why are you asking me like i was like because you're mr jason <laughs> ellis that's was, why i was talking to miles about it this morning before you got here about when you you get treated a certain way and you people treat you like you're special miles had a, a meaner way of putting it but <laughs> mine was my version is you get treated special to the point where you think you're special. Mm. He was like, you, people get think they're cool and then they start dressing cool. And I said, it's not so much that, that you're trying to be cool. It's more you get treated special and you don't pay attention to the real world anymore. You stay in the smoke of the, of the special. Mm. So then you believe that you're special and that you, it wouldn't make any sense if you didn't have special pants on. You lose the plot. A little bit, yeah. A little bit scales of it, yeah. But yeah, but even I think every because you've always been pretty grounded with it, dude. Like I, I sure when we were younger, there was there not times where we were like we're shit hot right now, and we're we going were, out. I mean, we were pulling up to the strip club in a bus with with Tony Hawk's. Name this is on a it. small pocket. Like everybody is. I'm. I used to be offended a little bit that he was in it because I I knew thirty five <laughs> other guys that will that because it's not. There's never been a. I don't know if there's ever been a skateboard tour that's because I'm skateboarders are bigger now. There's there's bigger money, but there's never been a tour where Rolling Stones. It was like you were in the. It was like you were in corn in the nineties. Like the the bus was the best bus. Everywhere we went was the best place. If we went to dinner, it was like a nice place with all of us. And, and people were like, they're here take everything that we have yeah like, like security for was, tony like it was my first experience where we had a big guy that stood around near tony and i was like why do you need and then watched <laughs> and then i watched a club i did i stopped drinking i'll never forget it i am a, a blackout drinker especially on that tour and i watched girls like tony and boyfriends get jealous and start drinking looking at his head and me knowing from fights in my life that all these guys are contemplating fighting Tony right now, like seven guys in the club now and they're getting drunker. And I'm like, I'm putting my drink down. 
we're having a fight. Like we're we're fighting to get to the bus, is what I was thinking a few times. And I like got in there and got the security guy, and I was like, hey man, like we all need to go. You know, like we may a- or may not have had to fight to get to the bus a couple of times. But yeah. it was, a, yeah, it was, a, it was, was eye opening. It was Rolling Stones, man. It was, it was, it was next level. But we were very fortunate. Very, very, very. Because then that went to uh, to Europe. Like we were on, we were in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Jason's right. I, as somebody who's a total interloper in the action sports world, but's been to a bunch of X Games and stuff, I have found some pro skateboarders a little. You, you could tell there was a facade there. You could tell there was some of them are kind of hard to deal with. Mm. I never got that off of you. Were you just better at hiding it? He had an ego. I. Uh, it's I just I think I I I think I had the benefit of having grown up with my my dad and seeing showbiz at the highest level. I I was a roadie on on Paul Simon's Graceland tour when I was 15 years old. You were. My dad took me out of school and I Shit. went on the road for like three and a half four months through Australia and Europe as a roadie, like basically almost famous. So I knew the landscape of 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 what it was and so i wasn't i wasn't affected by it like whoa i was like i can't believe this is happening here like in our world but i know what this is and i think that gave me a bit of, a, a little bit of an ability to to navigate it without completely losing it it's so weird yeah. i was actually wondering this morning what your dad thought about the graceland album and i didn't expect to have an opportunity to ask i, I gather he was okay with it because there was the whole thing at the time of paul simon working with south african uh musicians if and- you watch the documentary the mm-hmm. there's a great documentary about graceland my father made it possible for paul simon to get into south africa oh. to make the record right so you know my dad connected him through back channels the South African government didn't know that Paul was there and he connected him with those musicians so they could make the album. And then Paul's whole motivation was to raise awareness about South Africa through the magic of this music that people had never heard before. And then be like, Hey, by the way, there's a crazy racist apartheid regime that has been suppressing these people. Don't you want to do something about it? And because my dad was a political exile and couldn't go into the country, he said to 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 my father, not only are you going to be on the tour, but you're a headliner. So it was like it was Paul Simon, Hugh Masekela, Ladysmith Black Mombazo and Miriam McCabe at every stop. Like it wasn't just the Paul Simon Graceland tour. He made sure that it was about showcasing these South African artists and musicians. And he basically used his privilege to help create this movement, one of the biggest tours in the world and obviously multiple Grammy-winning album that really changed the awareness of how people saw South Africa and apartheid. That's so great to hear because I loved that album, and uh, there was obviously a right and a wrong way for a guy like Paul Simon to wade into. You know, I mean, now we talk about cultural appropriation. That wasn't a phrase that got thrown around back then. That's the right way to, if you want to call it culturally appropriate. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be able to clear that up. (laughs) I got to switch back because I felt like I said something insulting. I said. That I felt like there were other skateboarders that didn't get, they're never going to get on that bus. And, and, and they were, and anybody who paid the dues that I paid that didn't get on there, I felt like they got ripped off. But I'm not saying that they wouldn't have brought something to the table that was important. But what you have done in your career for skateboarding and action sports 
at more so I know now because of how I'm thinking about my shot at X Games and what I what I should do what is what is important for me to do here is try to make skateboarding look good and make people like skateboarding more mm. and you did that for decades in in a in a way harsher environment that were that were very unforgiving and everybody loved you and you and you and it wasn't like a overnight wasn't overnight whole pass <laughs> no. you had to pay massive amounts of dues while also carrying because nobody else could do it nobody else could talk i talked with jimmy yesterday and was like this guy without him it's this gonna be a bad show you know like the, jimmy the, wilkins yeah the guy that holds no the announcer oh with, oh yeah 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 what's his last name uh jimmy coleman yeah he's amazing yeah but it was just you know just like tully does on the show on this show there's things where i go man that was that was important you know <laughs> like I, i'm good at what i do but that was important and you d you did that through a, a lot of errors thanks man I, I i appreciate that so it was a really it was needed that I, you were on that i don't think people within the skateboarding community realized what i was having to navigate and learn to deal with yeah. behind the scenes with the crazy corporate yeah, you know she don't we didn't do it so why would we think about it yeah. But on the other hand, you were completely thinking about everything that we were going through. Totally. I was there. F I don't think people realize at the time that I was there with the intention of how can I, how can I just elevate yeah. us? Yep. And some, some people thought were like, well, who the F are you? Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time to explain. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're trying to do this thing. No, I, I can, I understood it from both angles and now bigger picture um how much how important you were to the it's and still are to it like well, thanks, the man. opinion of everybody at yesterday about you you know you run this shit dude yeah I'm... like they're like you know him right and i'm like yeah and they're like well then you're all right I'm like, all right okay. i think when somebody does something right it's really easy to take it for granted you know yeah, it's only yeah. when you see the number of ways action sports is I, I can't think of a better example than action sports of the way things can be misrepresented and just cheesed up. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good expression. Cheesed up. That's been, once again, as somebody who has been fairly immersed in this world on and off for a very long time now without ever it really being a, a, a core part of my life, I think I have a very good objective but informed opinion on this stuff. And it's just embarrassing the number of network tv shows or uh networks that have been launched where it's like well what we just talk about skateboarding and it's like well is it a sport is it an art form is it do we talk about it like music there's so many ways that it can go wrong and i feel like we've seen just about all of them at this point yeah, yeah. and that's why i think what makes this this time so interesting and i was on the drive here being like holy shit but he can do it. okay can say that all right Whew. Just um, do like five 20, 20 years 20 something years from when we started then. I haven't been at X Games in ten, and now we're 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 coming back. And the what you mentioned about lifestyle and and culture and art. I think we're at a, a very interesting and pivotal time where the stewards of the culture, the people who've been there since the beginning, and who would like things to remain what they were are having to deal with the fact that like yeah 
you're you, you can hold on to and and remind people of how we got here but it's also our time to allow this next generation to to show us what it is today and so for me like even coming in as 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 the host this time around that's the story that i want to tell more than anything it's like you see this person here you see this person here they started at this kid's at this person's age but there was just one of them now there's like seven eight kids in a field (laughs) that are like between the ages of like 12 and 16 17 years old that are like world class and they come from like the most remote places of the world and it's they're ninjas yesterday i'm standing on the mega ramp tom shah I know who, who he's an amazing skateboarder. He knows me. I know him. Don't know how well. <laughs> he's on the deck standing next to me yesterday. And I was like, you feeling good? And he's like, yeah, feeling good. I'm trying to like talk to him, understand what he's what he's trying to make or whatever, see if he's going to win. And he goes, you ever uh, jumped a mega ramp? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, really, dude? And he's like, yeah. And I go, I was the second person to ever jump this, dude. Right. If it wasn't for me, yeah, you, you wouldn't push down be, the mega ramp, Tom. You wouldn't be here. And then I, and then I told him I made him. And then Mitchie Brusco walked by, and I said, "Mitchie Brusco, who made Tom Shah?" And Mitchie Brusco looked confusingly at my face and went, <laughs> "You?" And I was like, "Yeah, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> but just to, and then I, and then I went back to my cheat sheet to look at the athletes again, and I look at his age. And I go, he's 23. He started jumping that thing. When I was, jumped it, yeah. he was three. Yeah. Yeah. Then he, that's why he doesn't know I jumped it. Yeah. But then, but then I re- there's a guy on the ramp that's 14. Yes. And he does 900s. And he doesn't know that Tom Shire was jumping it when he was 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw that and I was like, yeah, yeah. It's right. I ended when he got on. Like right there like a two-year gap i think maybe not even that maybe one year yeah that is the question that would make you like the most flustered or just statement is like have you ever jumped the mega ramp have you ever done the loop well no because i know i'm old so and i know skateboarding evolves quickly so i, I wasn't insulted i i don't i don't i'm lucky to be there you know like i don't Whatever chances I had at being like really good, I drank it, and and and, and you don't know, if, and I don't know for sure because I didn't undrink it, so there's no real answer there. It's just how good was I? I was pretty good. I I, I had a great career. I did some heavy shit, and I'm I'm happy with what I did. But am I, you know, Danny and Bob and Bucky? I'm not. That's that's fine. Yeah. You're, you're Jason Ellis. I was a piece. We talked about it the other day. There was a guy on my on my team that used to do my tricks, and I hated it at the time. And then 20 years down the road, I thought about it and was like, he's doing those tricks because he thought you were doing them in a cool way. And then that guy got better than you. He started doing some of your tricks in contests, and then everybody started doing it. He, I helped raise the bar. Mm. That's it. That's all you can ask for. That's you it. can't even ask for that. I don't want anything. I got what I wanted. I remember when I first helped you get on X Games as a broadcaster. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Bless your heart. You were really trying to help. Brought him on as a sideline reporter, and I said, no, we need Jason down there. He'll compete in this one event, and then he'll do sideline. And I knew, I, I always knew 
Jason's potential in front of a camera. And as I thought he was the most dynamic human being that I ever met. I didn't know maybe all of the things that he was going through, but I just was like, I got this guy's back. And I remember how at the time, how you were like, wait, what, what? He'd be holding the microphone and be like, why are, they, why are you talking to me? And that would be the producers in in his ear. And, you know, trying to like, and, and the frustration that you get with being on live TV and they, they didn't, you just, they just threw him in like, I, I got trained. I got to, 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 to actually learn how to do it. He got thrown into the fire and it was a, you know, you're dealing with like top brass at Disney. Um, and he didn't. He wasn't able to 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 stay the course. But he never would have, never would have figured out a way. That wasn't. He wasn't. It was too constraining a yeah. thing for you. Yeah. So to be able to be now here we are, literally like fifteen years later. Twenty. You are, tw- no. Yeah, when I, I was on X Games. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Sheesh. That was twenty years. Twenty years later, and you are now like, literally like a master of media. <laughs> and a master of storytelling and you've built your own platforms yeah. it's that now that you and i are going to go sit together and and do this thing together i'm like i, I <laughs> you just I, I don't even understand but i'm i'm so grateful that you're still here that you're continuing to to inspire through through everything that life and the universe throws at you and that we're going to go and show up and, 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 and do this thing is like, we got wisdom now. Yeah. Like what we, was your path back to this? How, 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 how acrimonious was it when you split? It was, there was no acrimony. Okay. When I, when I left X Games in 2013, it's because I saw the handwriting on the wall that ESPN was no longer interested in investing in the sports and in investing in the culture. And so I saw that while they were interested in doing more events, they were doing like this global X Games yeah. thing. There was no purpose to it. There was no championship to it. And I could see like, oh, this is an ad for me. I was like, they're, they've sold advertising against this thing. And so they're going to go and blow it out literally until the wheels come off. But I also knew that advertisers weren't going to want to spend money on something that didn't wasn't successful again. And all of the X Games at the time each time we'd come in, they'd be like, hey, so great job last time. Now we're going to do it this way with less cameras um, and this slow-mo that we had before and basically do the same thing for less money. And you could feel it shrinking in on the events. You could feel it shrinking in on the athletes. And at the time, I had a, I, my, my contract was up and I was trying to make a long-term deal. And I just kind of got the sense that like, I was here bef- and into this before X Games. X Games became a vehicle for me to stay close to and continue my path in working in action sports culture. But I didn't need it. Like, it wasn't the definition of me. And it was right there at this thing where, like, if you stay for another five years, like, and you're unhappy, like, you don't want, there's nothing worse than being at a job that you got a chip on your shoulder about. Mm. And it wasn't like they weren't going to pay me bad money. But they weren't paying me enough to forget what was happening around me. Mm-hmm. And so I did something that I thought I'd never do because I'm used to just getting fired like a real person. <laughs> I left and everyone thought I was crazy. Not everybody. 
Thanks. There's, a lot of people. There was do. yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that too, but I was also like, because I I was barely watching, but I knew why I was barely watching, because it wasn't worth fucking watching anymore. Sorry, but it wasn't, and that's what happens, man. Like it's pretty. It was everybody knew that was in the know, so yeah, staying around to, you know, and and you know, it seems that it took an even worse turn, but I think. Yeah, hopefully, uh, even if it doesn't keep going and turn into a giant thing, it's a Cinderella story, this one, that everyone's there and everybody's opinion of how they're going to present this to the masses is, you know, they've got such a bad taste in their mouth from, and I'm, I'm, look, I'm talking about, I didn't even watch it. I'm just telling you what everybody there, as their opinion of what they happened last year is so foul that they're like, get jason ellis to do it that's how bad it was they're like you know what screw it just yeah. try that because that sounds ridiculous but it's not as bad as having tiktok football guys talk for an hour uh, while skateboarding's happening just the most disrespectful thing you could ever think could ever happen to action sports apparently was happening so this one is like everybody in it is it's just way more invested like the if you were if you were phoning it in like, I, I'm not getting any money from this. Like, if you were phoning it in next to me, I'll check you. Like, and I don't, uh, no one's getting, I don't get more money if this does well. I, I'd be like, hey, are you, do you, do you not, because if you're not into it, dude, I can do this whole thing by myself. Yeah. Because everybody that is going to be on camera better be trying to do something here. Skateboarding, BMX, and like talking to them, give it something. Don't be like, man, I don't really care. And it seems like everybody's on board with that. Yeah, so far. I think um, I think there's an an excitement and an energy for this one. A, it's come, it's back in California, right? yeah. Which is that the, the heyday of the old days of of, of Staples Center um, was that I mean that's the stuff of, of of lore and legend. And then it left, and it was in the Midwest, and nothing against the Midwest, but I, th- I think it it and then it was in people's backyards and. Now it's coming full circle where we're going to have a live event with crowds since for the, at X Games for the first time since before COVID. Yeah. And that it's happening in in Southern California, in Ventura, which obviously has massive roots in the culture. It feels like a, an opportunity at a new chapter. Hey, next time you're at the store and you're going to, to buy some water, you could go to the section where they have the super overpriced stuff from France, or you could go to the section where they sell you tap water and put a brand name on it, or you could go where we go, the cool section. That's where they sell liquid death. Yeah, seventh greatest skateboarder in the world. How cool is that? Guess what water I drink? Liquid death. You're asking about tea. I could, I could hear it. They've got that too. Take it from the five billion and seventh greatest skateboarder in the world. It's so refreshing and alpine fresh. Don't give up, Michael. Liquid Death has a code so that you can get a discount. <laughs> so then it's even cheaper and still incredibly cool. Yep. Maybe Wait. even cooler because it's connected to such athletes <laughs> as myself and Michael Kelly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever ranking you are, uh, you could you, you'll be cool and you'll be uh, you'll have extra money in your pocket. 
Whatever your style is, flat, bubbly, deliciously lightly flavored, or one of their new iced tea varieties, you can find Liquid Death's healthy beverages on Amazon or at a retailer near you. And Jason Ellis Show listeners get 20% off their first Liquid Death apparel purchase. That's one they out got of five. Sick t-shirts and hoodies, yeah. And they are available exclusively at liquiddeath.com slash Ellis. Exclusions may apply. That's liquiddeath.com slash Ellis. Don't suck. Son, the, the Ventura events uh, awesome. this coming week. I think it's an inspired choice. People sleep on Ventura. It's a perfect place for this. I did get a DM from uh, a Ventura local. Oh, yeah? Who <laughs> let me know that uh, we don't want this, bro. Dude, they... Okay. Okay. There's some... El- and I say this. Man, I He, sh- he could have gone surfing. There were so many other things he could have done besides that. that and I been- just was like... Oh, man. I, I just sent him a shaka. Dude, yeah. there are elements in Ventura. There are elements in Ventura. And I say this... Don't bring it here. Like, come on, You don't want man. this, bro. Dude, I-, I love Ventura. It's one of my favorite little, like, hidden gems going up the, the mm-hmm. 101. But... We were, my wife and I, like, just totally got into it as soon as we found that place. And we're walking around some neighborhood, and we went to, some guy was having a very impromptu garage sale. Mm. Put it that way. He needed to move some stuff fast. I don't know why he needed fast cash, but he did. And we're just making small talk, and he goes, where are you guys from? And we said L.A. And he goes, oh, I've been to L.A. Now, Ventura is a one-hour <laughs> yeah. drive from here. Yeah, it's not, it's nothing not to be even that about. far. There's people who call it Ventucky. Right. Right. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, L.A. is cool. But to be honest, I'm trying to not be like the big time douche from out of town. I'm like, we actually just discovered this town. We we love it here. And he goes, this place is stupid. Right. Wow. Yeah. But he lives there. He lives there. He's not leaving either. I happen to disagree with that guy. I I've love had Ventura. some great times at the Fairplex. I've had, I love Ventura. In yeah. The, in the wintertime, I surf up. There's all sorts of little nooks and crannies that I go surfing at up there. But yeah. I'm pretty sure this guy was a surfer, right. and he was yeah, just yeah. letting me know, like, really, yeah. like you're you of all people are gonna come help ruin. Did you say, wouldn't you blow up our the town? Malloy brothers, that <laughs> what's that? Tell the Malloy brothers that. <laughs> yeah, aren't they up there? Yeah, they, they. That was right. What I just said, right? Yeah, it was right. The Malloy brothers. Were, I know. Surf were, talk. What's up? They. they I'm getting barreled. I'm they, getting barreled soon. Are you still a surfer now that you moved to the valley? No, worse than ever. But I'm going to Kelly Slater's thing with Tony. And I'm which yeah I'm when get, I'm getting barreled on the thirtieth oh I'm getting God, barreled. Dude. What? What miles? What? It's like what are you muttering it's, about? It's yeah. way heavier than Waco. Yeah, but I saw a video of that big Hawaiian guy help a lady. He's he's he's, he's Tahitian. Oh, sorry. And he you guys will be best friends. Yeah. Right. And he will get you barreled. <laughs> He will get you. Okay. You should have before I open my mouth. You should have just said that. But yeah, shut up, Miles. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I'm for does, sure getting barreled. Yeah, this guy's does, going to the green room. Does Tony watch? Yeah, Michael. <laughs> does Tony watch this show? No. no. I was gonna say, hey man, like where's my invite? Oh, uh, come on, man. Come on, Hawk. <laughs> I heard that they had put out a shark warning at what's the, not the at Kelly's what's pool. the <laughs> No, not a not a right there, baby. What's the the nude beach that's also a surf spot? Black's beach. Blacks. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. That makes I've sense. never been there. Watch your willies. <laughs> yeah. I've never surfed there. Yeah. Um, I saw a guy he just did laps with like the meanest half chub ever. <laughs> and I was like, dude, 
Stop trying to act like that's flaccid. Like, I know what you're doing right now. He was shark finning. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, this is what it looks like all the time. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I'm just impressed somebody can have a semi in the ocean. He was, nah, he was walking with just his ankles in the water. And he oh. was making the half bone slap off each leg. Mm. So he was like self-chubbing. So he would like turn was, and regard the horizon and just yeah. do a little shake to get yeah, it. Yeah, back. He was yeah. trolling. Cut, yeah, I guess. But he, yeah, it, was, it wasn't the total package. Nah. It was a nice bone but it was you know, the rest of it was pretty shocking it was a half bone but that there's a canyon off of black speech that is like it's like shallow 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 and then whoosh, like super super deep and so in that bay there there are big big fish that get to eat well in that area so yeah did you always you always growing up it was always like where are the places that you feel it to be sharky and blacks Blacks, La Jolla, you always feel it there. You feel it, but you don't see it. Yeah. Because you, you, you've never seen one, right? Have I? Yeah. Yeah. In the water with you? Yeah. Like a, a proper one? Like a great white? No. I saw a... Um, I was with Todd Richards in Fiji. and No one knows who Todd Richards is. Todd Richards, I former, former professional snowboarder. Anyway, we still, were on... Still we were, nobody knows. We were on a Nixon trip. <laughs> and we... Uh, we swam over a massive mako a massive shark. What do you mean you swam over it? Like it swam under us while we it. were paddling, and it looked like a small submarine through the reef. You saw it? We saw it. And then did you go to the shore? No, we had to paddle to the boats. But then you got out. Remember the, the place where we were? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we hightailed it to the... It was Todd, myself, and Yaden Nickel, who's he's Australian. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget Yaden like paddling. Pa it was, we were basically racing to see who could not be the one who died to get to the boat. Because you'd seen it go under you and you're like, okay, yeah. it's on. I mean, it was huge. I'd never seen anything that big. Yeah. But that's the only time. I saw one in Mexico. Who pulled ahead? Huh? Who was ahead? Yaden. Yaden came through right, us so like with a boat wake. Like right. This, and he's laughing. like Laughing? Yeah. Like that's heckling. not cool. Cackling if as it had have bitten up. one of your legs off, that would have been not cool. He would have felt bad. I, yeah, I was ahead of Todd. That's all that mattered. Wow, <laughs> that's right. You don't have to be the fastest. That's what they say about zebras too, right? Yeah, yeah. Just Todd don't looks be less. tasty too. If I was yeah. a shark, I would eat Todd. For that sure. shark would be bummed. You'd be like, oh, this guy's bony. Some nice white meat. Mm. There yeah. was a video going around, I think, from Taiwan. Of there's a, a big fish known as a, I think it's an oarfish. It's known as the doomsday fish mm. in yeah. Asian lore because supposedly it lives at the depths. But it's alleged to come up closer to the surface when an earthquake's about to happen. That's why it's called a doomsday fish. Mm. But they found one that had swum up probably because it was about to die. And it's like Swiss cheese holes in it from sharks Ooh. picking at it. Ah, bummer. Yeah. You see this old lady that she was like, my husband stinks. And she kept telling everybody her husband stinks. And everyone was like, we don't smell it. And then like 12 years later, he got... Uh, Old timers or what? Alzheimer's. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't go to school. Oh and then, God. and then she goes to the meeting where people deal with fucking Alzheimer's. Oh my! Just stop saying it. I, I will not. I don't care. I, I don't go to school. Hey, all right. That's the way my dad anyway, says it too. Anyway, let me finish. Yeah, let me finish this old timer story. So, oh then she goes in the room with all these old timers, yeah. and she's like, "All oh, these, my, these guys stink." Turns out she could smell old timers. No way. Yeah, so she can tell you whether you're going to get it or not. Kind of like that dog in Last of Us. 
uh, in the last. Any of you watched The Last of Us? What is You've that? You've never watched The Last of Us? The what HBO series. HBO series is about zombies. It's Pedro incredible. Pascal. Yeah, you should watch it. Hey, that sounds fun. It's amazing. But anyway, there's <laughs> a um, uh, Belgian Malinois can smell whether or not you have the disease. Oh. That'll make you a, a, a zombie. Yeah, except this is real. Well, I'd like to think of the world of The Last of Us as also potentially real. How do you think he'd do mm. if there was a zombie apocalypse? I'd, they'd get, get me pretty quickly, I think. But they'd get Todd Richards first. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, there's... That's an important thing. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it, in any sort of uh, the thing is about to be over... Fade it to and Todd we, Richards. And we all just start... Uh, people just start going crazy at each other. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be the last person standing. Yeah. You know, it's funny because everybody make there's like those doomsday preppers. They go to Idaho and they build like underground igloos so mm -hmm. they can try to ride it out. I've never heard of a doomsday prepper that was just like, right. So when the shit goes down, I've got like four days worth of awesome drugs and a bunch of movies I've been meaning to watch. And I'm just going to as soon as I know it's over, I'm going to have the greatest party with myself ever. And I'm prepared because right. you're not going to be able to get heroin once the zombie apocalypse starts. It's yeah. going to be very anxious to try and get it. That's for sure. You may as well just have your party supplies for the end of the world yeah. rager. There's probably someone who has like an incredible like cooling system of just doomsday drug festival. Yeah. Like stored up. And they're gonna they're they're gonna barter with it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's those guys who have those there's like Vegas houses that are built like with three stories yeah. under I might be with you guys though on the not really trying to stay a long time because if you live a long time in a zombie apocalypse it's a pretty crappy day, right? Yeah. Yeah. They I, can't go out anymore. Do you want your last meal to be like a can of the little baby corn that you I want get at nice, restaurants? I want a nice exit, a nice meal, and um, being able to crush something up into some wine and just don't wake up. Right. Yeah. Right, right. You got that from The Last of Us. Duh. What do you think we're talking about? Well, <laughs> a part of me wants to go out fighting but i don't want to be eaten alive that sounds pretty bad you just want to be like, wait 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 uh, you win oh, I, I think i would do the uh you know they have the hand grenades and if you get bit then you pull the pins and you blow a bunch of them up and yourself yep there's actually that's a scene in the last of us right that's a pretty good move you yeah. could have it both ways too. You could get your party supplies, and then you could go out on the street like fully. Yes. Enjoy. You know, like there's always that scene and evil. It's dead. way better to be eaten alive when you're ridiculously high. <laughs> for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Like on some real, yeah, Tony yeah, yeah, like yeah, real yeah. Tony real, Montana. Yeah, like, like we're talking like <sighs> a big fistful right in the face. Yeah. And just ah. like Evil Dead Two, you get all set, you do a montage, you look in the mirror, you go groovy, and then you go yeah. outside. Yeah. And, psh, 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 yeah, you got to have headphones on so you hear like your favorite song. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like the scorpions, but if there's ever been a time for Rocky like a hurricane. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it. Wow, that's crazy because that's not my favorite song, but I think I could die to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Wow, that was a good, that was a classic. Yeah, man, that almost makes me want to. Turns out that song's good for something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Put that in my zombie apocalypse thing. It's okay, man. I, I can mean, speak old, for you. old timers yeah. apocalypse. Shout out to the old timers. They yeah. said there's a pill. 
right? There's, to cure it, it. There was a breakthrough, something that re- reduced the symptoms of people who have it by 30%. They're functioning longer and better. Oh, that's... Could see the, the, the headline says, and I know somebody who, uh, my friend Jessie Mae Peluso, uh, her dad died from it, so she's like an advocate and she mm. does events and she follows the research very closely. And there have been other times where I thought there were breakthroughs that she threw some cold water on. Well, that's what they want you to think. Big pharma, whatever. Right, but she's like, no. Anyway, this... I don't know about that. She hasn't responded to my text, but the headline this morning said, possible turning point we may have seen wow the, the beginning of the end of, i hope of so Alzheimer's. one of my best friends uh whose father i love is is just beginning his wrestling match with it and we he's a he's a director and we we he had a, a, a premiere for a film that he did in new york flew to new york for it to go support him and his dad was there and i've known his dad for like 20 something years he's supported us we had a production company together and we're in there, and he's he's clear with me. Clear, clear, clear. Movie, watch the movie. And then afterwards, everyone's coming up to Jason, and it, it's it's awesome. And then his dad just tapped me on the shoulder at a certain point and goes, Did Jason, was Jason a part of that, of the movie? And Jason was, he was like, he was just in earshot. And I watched him, like, have to, like, hear it and then, like, look away as he was talking to someone. And I felt that in the entirety of my body and now i'm now i'm dealing with his dad to sort of all right just like take a breath and i explain it to him like it's the first (coughs) time and i watched him just get filled up with joy that all these people were there for his son but we had just had that conversation two hours ago and i'd never experienced it in real life before um and then to to see my my friend like like wince and then like have to like sh- like take it like a like a like a like a punch to the face and then just like pretend like everything's cool because whoo man i couldn't imagine so please yeah let's get check check that one off the list yeah i might need that chick to smell me you never know I don't know. They're out there. I mean, there's there's other uh, diseases for which I think like people have proven it's not just like an anecdotal thing, like uh, psychics or whatever. Like there's people who can walk around in a line of people and smell them, and and yep, they they got the they got the touch. Wow, I've heard stories. Someone was telling me a story about the other day about a a woman who was battling battled breast cancer, had a double mastectomy, and then the cancer came back. And her dog, right, was the first. We just started acting crazy and like sniffing her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and and that's what made her go in. And sure enough, the cancer had come back. I have the same gift. I just realized. I went to Mega Ramp yesterday, and I looked at all the competitors in their eyes, and I was like, "Eddie's gonna win." Oh, really? Yeah. You can smell fear. I saw it on his face. Yeah. Yeah. There was one person there that was not playing around. Everybody else was scared. Eddie was angry. Eddie had headphones on and he had shark's eyes. And I was like, he's ready to attack. She can't flinch that. And then I told it to Elliot and he was like, oh man, my drain pipe burst. And I was like, you're, no, that's not good. good. That's not good. If you're here thinking about plumbing. Yeah, yeah if you just told you me, bring, he talked to me for 20 issues. minutes about his plumbing. And we were we were about two hours away from competing. I was like, I said, dude, you need to give your phone to your girlfriend. You need to like seriously cut that out because it was a lot. Like what he told me it was a lot. 
Like it was a lot for us, you know. Like if yeah. I, I'm like, wait, you're competing, and that happened, like today that happened, it was a lot. Mm. Like he got hit with a bunch of dudes that were like, yeah, I just fixed this, and here's a bill for like a lot of money, and then two other guys for a lot of like a lot of money, yeah. And his insurance wasn't covering it, yeah, and for sure. I was like, but you're gonna do 50 mile an hour over the mega ramp today? <laughs> yeah, nah. Good to see you're in the same, yeah. in the right spot, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna check my deductible real yeah, yeah, quick, yeah. and then I'll hit that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always don't, you know, like this kid that's 14. It's easy to do a 900 when you're 14. Right. You know what I mean? Your girlfriend never left you. Yeah. You don't even know what it's like to have your heart broken and like drink yourself to sleep. No, you said that you don't even talk to. You, I yeah. think that was in the first book. Get a get a real drinking problem and then try to pull that off. Yeah, that's impressive. It's way harder. Even yeah. death is something that you've only seen on television at fourteen for the most part. Your oh, relationship wow. to it. I mean, you know what I mean. Like your relationship to it is like sure. Huh? That's yeah. the only reason why there's still like a smoking industry at all is because they're dependent on 12, 13, 14 year olds that like know they're going to die someday, but they don't they don't feel any connection. To, yeah. They feel as much connection to their 60 year old self as they feel to like their grandparents. Yeah. yeah. They don't know they're going to die. Yeah. And thanks to Google, it, there's all these medical, you know, I mean, if you hit your head, it's not good. You know, like nobody. I'm serious. Nobody said it's not good. Like I didn't, no, I hit my head and it was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay." Oh, and yeah. it was like, "Well, then go skate," or even boxing. Like I got knocked out. I hit, I got hit and fell and hit my head on the outside of the ring post and knocked myself out. Yeah, that's Rocky Balboa. And got guy. up and the guy was like, "You're all right." And I'm like, "I think so." When was that? I was at. It was at Wild Card. It was like uh, at the gym. Was, yeah, yeah. When I was fighting Gabe, so you know. 10 years ago but Sheesh. i got knocked out and this dude was complaining because i was bleeding on his white gloves and him and his coach were arguing because his coach was like shut up and he's like this because he was a black guy so he was calling me the m word he's like this m bomb's bleeding on my gloves and i was like i you're beating me up you know what i mean like i don't really have a, a angle on this you know what i mean i'm like i'm still ready to fight you're winning and you're complaining about me bleeding like well, it must be tough and then I got knocked out, hitting the post. And then he, and then when my trainer was like, you're right. And I was like, I think so. And he's like, finish the round. And then I fought the guy for like two more rounds until he flipped out on his coach and his coach left. So then the bloody glove guy left and then nobody else would fight me. Man. But that was not, that was because it was just. You I stepped on his shoes basically with your face. Kind, kind of. <laughs> like, I don't remember doing well. I peed blood that day too. I got beat up. Sheesh. Well, yeah, how long ago was, was it that ESPN was doing jacked up on Sports Center for like the biggest NFL? Yeah. Games? When that did the was Will like maybe 15 years ago. When did Will Smith's movie came out? He that got was jacked up. <laughs> what was the Will Smith movie? The Seven Pounds? Is that what it was? About the brain? About the doctor? The oh. No, no, no. Seven Pounds was. No. Sorry. It, it was. But yes, I know what you're talking about. That was, sure it wasn't that called was, that? that was, you realize the irony of us sitting here all trying to remember the name of the concussion. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> it wasn't called concussion. concussion. Was it? Yes. <laughs> I never saw it. Yeah. You sure it wasn't it was called good. seven pounds? Is that how much your brain weighs or something? No, seven pounds is he like kills somebody because he's like driving or something. And Man. then he wants That's to okay, like sorry. save all yeah. these lives. It was literally on the nose called concussion. Look it up, Miles. All yeah. right. Go, Miles. I sat that one out. I don't know. It's like the same I thing should as have. the Oppenheimer. Actually, no, movie. I should not. It's like a really interesting story, but like, how how interested am I in a guy building a bomb? 
I'm interested in the writing. Yeah. I'll go see it. Yeah. And they shot it on those cool IMAX whatevers. This movie? There it is. Yeah, uh, there yeah, it is. Wow. Well, at well, least we remembered the name of in it. In my defense, <laughs> I do have several concussions. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. I know it's not that cool anymore. It's it's really what's really crazy is that there I remember in in the early days of the X Games, if someone got knocked out on his first run on their first run, medical would come out and they'd be taken away. The crowd would start cheering, and then we would say, "We'll have to wait and see if they'll be coming back for their second run and on to the next person." And then if that person was on the ramp for their next run, you'd be like, "All right." He's uh he's coming back, so we're gonna really really ramp this up, and there he is, Gladiator. And this is before we're having any conversations about yep. mental health, etc. And sure enough, like dudes would come back, Dave Mira, yep. Jamie, ba- I, Kevin Rob. I mean, and I'm talking sleeping too, like not, sleeping, not knocked out, yeah. picked up, carried out. I did it, and yeah. come back. If you came back and took your run. It was like the Roman Colosseum. The medical staff sure. would say, because they did it to me, I got knocked out and shattered my wrist, and I woke up, my wrist all exploded, and they were like, you're going in the ambulance, and I'm like, I'm like I got I got two more rides. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, I got two more rides, dude. Like, not, I'm not going. And they were like, you have to sign this thing for us to let you go. And I remember signing the thing, and they just shook their head and walked off, and I duct taped my wrist, screaming under the ramp and it was like there you go it's, it's held and then i dropped i was on the ramp pacing nobody said anything to me because i was gray in the face from the the broken bones so i was you know like i was getting fainty and then no one said anything i didn't realize that i can't win the contest anymore half of my tricks are gone i don't Can't have a grab. hand i remember so as soon as i dropped in i started doing my tricks and realized everything you're gonna do is off your front hand so your tail grab 540 is gone. So I did one five and then I did a lip slide. And when I did a lip slide, my hand went like that over the top of me and, it, and all the bones were all crushed. Cause I, I didn't know, but I, my wrist turned a 180 and broke all the bones in my hand and they thought it was dislocated. So that when I went to the, cause that, when I, when that crushed, I, my knees gave out and I fell and I was like, I'll go, I'll go. Like I'm, <laughs> Because the pain take was, me away, <laughs> and then in the ambulance, and then on morphine, and then the little sock, the sock metal socks with the weight, and they're pushing on it, and I'm high as a kite on morphine, so I don't care. And then a nurse ran in and was like, "Stop! We got the X-rays. Like it's not dislocated." And that's when I got the I got sent to Santa Barbara to meet a special hand surgeon, mm. and then he gave me the fiberglass one up that's to right. here, and then I cut it off to the elbow. Sure did. And went in that Vegas contest slammed it and knocked the meat out of it and then the meat started rotting in the cast and it woke me up in the middle of the night all stinky and then i drove from hollywood to santa barbara and that's when i've never had a doctor be more mean to me in my entire life he didn't say anything he was very mean he took me into the back room and he cut me and i told somebody the other day i told a doctor this story and he said that the blade wouldn't have cut your your skin and i'm like the blade cut my skin that's what happened. I remember when he ripped the cast off, I was like, whoa, you cut me open. And then he pulled the the pin out because it had popped out. That's why the meat was out. But he yanked it out with the pliers and then said some stupid thing about, do you know how many golf players I have come in here? And I said, no. And he said, none, you idiot. 
<laughs> and I was at the time I was like, it's not really that funny. I mean, like I was just he was giving, trying to give you some life advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he said, I told you if you didn't take care of it, you were gonna have permanent uh, effects from it. He's stupid. Yeah, you're fine. Just look at you. Yeah, I just can't do handstands anymore. But they weren't that much. much he wouldn't have said that to Brett Favre. Well, Brett Favre probably wouldn't have done what I did. I don't know about that. There's oh, always yeah, been those NFL like heroic guys. guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, T.O. played in the Super Bowl with like a broken face or something. Okay. He had like a broken arm. He went out there and played. Yeah, okay. He would, yeah. He just didn't. If if it would have been a football guy, yeah. he would have been like, I'll give you a new leg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take my leg off and put it on your arm. But that was a different, that was a different time. Different time, different era. Yeah. So it's good now, you know, because it is still dangerous, but it, people are, you, if you get knocked out, there's no way in hell you're taking You can't go rock. back up. We're not, nobody's letting you. No, no, you can't do it you in any mean? sport anymore. Which is, which is great. Yeah. You know, even with the fighting thing, I know that there was a time there where I was like, he's still slightly <laughs> conscious. You know what I mean? Give him another chance. And it's like the more I All it took grow was- up. Yeah, all it took was learning what your brain is not. Once they were able to explain to us what your brain is not doing when you're in that state, and 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 the manner in which it shake, it slammed up against the walls of your head and skull, and what what it's doing to reset. Everyone was like, "Oh, I'll give you the okay. scariest one." Uh oh. I've done this to somebody where I choked them out and they didn't know. So when they woke up, they wanted to fight again. So then I choked them enough to know that they're not, they're getting choked. They're not going to sleep yet. They just know they're choking. So then they don't want to fight anymore because they know that they're getting choked. I've hit my head and woke up, hit my head and woke up, whatever. I've hit my head later in life where I've gone and I've, cause I'll do these breaths to try and stay conscious. And I feel myself going and there's a couple of times where I've been knocked out where I've been somewhere dark. Somebody's choking me. It's not good. It's a bad place and I need to get out of there. And when I get out of there, I'm pretty shook up because I was in a bad place. I'm like, whoa, whatever that was, was not good. Not the last time, but like maybe the third last time where it was like enough of a hit where I was starting to go to sleep again. And I was like, don't go, don't go. And I could feel that thing trying to take me and me not being able to make sense of anything anymore and i was like don't go there don't go there and then i was like okay okay no i'm all right i'm all right but just that it was like three or four seconds where i was like there's a place where you can go where you can't get yourself out like i can feel it is that the place where for everyone else it looks like you're just here yeah yeah maybe yeah because i don't i don't know what my face looked like at that point but i know that i was i was on one knee right so so and i was i went to get i woke up and i was like i'm not i'm well i saw somebody i'm like i know where i am and then and then i was like got on one knee and i was like and i was like i'm like don't go don't go and i was like and then there's a little section there where i just was like i don't know who i am you know i mean like i'm gone that's the upside down yeah, but my eyes were still. I could see the the ground, and I was like, I'm 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 not gone, but nobody was home, you know. I don't want that. <laughs> nah, 
No, which is why I'm not. That's why I'm not fine anymore. That's why I only fight with microphones. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Not thanks. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and books. I wanted to ask about your your book. The I guess my question is this. I feel like there's certain commonalities of mm -hmm. surfing culture mm -hmm. everywhere. What makes African surfing culture unique? Well, it's new. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, there's presently Brazilian domination on the professional world tour of surfing. A decade or so ago, if I said to you, hey, the Brazilians are going to dominate high performance surfing, people would have been like, <laughs> those kooks, never. Bad style. Um, their their idea of what the culture is isn't SoCal, and they'll, they'll just they'll never catch up. And then they were, showed up a group of them in like 2011, and we're like, here we'll take all of this now, like psh, boosting most gigantic airs anyone has ever seen, and just full dominance. I think four or five of the last seven world titles are Brazilian, and so that I think is very much had to do with how surfing sort of just marinated in their culture and and the depth of their passion for things when they ha get a skill set and the way the community comes around and supports someone who's great at something it just it it ma matured and grew in a different way than it did like in orange county and so it has a different flair and energy to it you have 54 countries in and around africa it's the largest continent on earth and it's got more surfable coastline than any place hmm. -uh. yeah i didn't know that yeah people don't go there though huh i gotta give you a book um yeah people go Is there, there a lot of pictures in it lots of pictures all right <laughs> it's his favorite kind thank you Mark. 330 pages most of it is, is is pictures i love pictures so for years and years and years when you watch a surf video about um surfers primarily australians or or southern californians going on exploration uh, to discover waves uh, in Africa, it was like we went through and we went through the bush and da 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 then we found this wave and there was no one around and you're watching these guys ride perfect waves and then they cut to like the native Africans like sure. dancing around and cheering for them like they just came from the sky, sky people. And um, and off we left and we, we left them a surfboard. Um, but you know no with there was ne never the conversation of like what will surfing look like here one day and especially like in places like south africa where we talked about before about apartheid like black people weren't native indigenous africans weren't allowed to go and surf couldn't go to, to quote unquote white beaches um where the shark nets were etc and surfing was just something you couldn't do so now it's in the within the last 15 years it started to take this route post apartheid south africa right where where native south african kids have now shown this like crazy different flavor that's particular to like their zulu or sutu or Kosa culture and like what surfing looks like um you see it happening now in in mozambique and ghana in Senegal, these like incredibly talented kids. And it's just, it's a new experience and it's different all over the continent because it's fueled by 
the uniqueness of and diversity of, of these cultures, which when you, you stop and you do uh, really go into the history, these are peoples who have had a traditionally very long relationship with the water and being watermen and being fishermen and building craft um, to ride waves. When I was in Ghana, I was doing a, a boxing piece in 2014. I watched, I watched these fishermen like ride the craziest waves in these sick ass canoes and they're just like navigating them like Hawaiians in these boats like straight into the beach, like six, eight foot shore break. I'm like, wait, what? And then you go back and you find out that the, the, one of the earliest recorded stories of, of explorers witnessing people riding waves was in the 17th century in Ghana, like on surfcraft. But it's just a story that was never told, right? And so then you always had this idea of like, black people don't, don't swim, don't surf, etc. And surely not, it was never told storytelling wise um, that Africans were doing that. It was a place that had the waves, but the idea that African peoples were, were engaging in this and that this is a part of their culture was just something that was never a narrative. So, yeah, the, the, the Afrosurf book was basically to showcase, like, yes, we know the Polynesian stories of, of, of what surfing looks like, and we obviously have the, the, the Australian, Southern Californian um, big narratives of what surf culture is, but here's another end of surf culture that is growing and taking place that doesn't play by any of the existing rules. And we saw what happened uh, when everyone sort of ignored what happened in Brazil. Well, what's going to happen? What's emerging and growing out of this culture is, and what's inspiring it? Has it? Yeah, it's happening. There's already like some amateurs coming up? Oh, yeah. There's like incredible talent. Right. Like it's, 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 it's beginning. Would you say waves are better there? Some of the best waves I've ever surfed in my life. Right. For sure. I mean, the the contest that's taking place in South Africa right now, Jeffrey's Bay, is like one of the best waves. Is it in the like world. a surf environment these days? Like, is it a heavy surf environment or not really? What do you mean, like? Like, is the, those waves are they packed because everyone's surfing? Uh, in certain places, yeah, but there's the the continent is definitely starting to emerge as a destination right. for people to want to go to and discover. Yeah, because you know surfers love a new wave. What about black people surfing in California? Has that changed? Changing, yeah. Changing, changing slowly. There's uh, this kid named Brick, who started an in incredible group called Ebony Ebony Beach Club, um, where he just he was a, a kid, a music producer from Virginia. I met him a few years ago, um, and he does these parties at Dockweiler, where like DJs out of the back of his truck. They rage there. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, EBC, check it out, Ebony Beach Club, um, and a place where like black and brown people and anyone can come, but like for, for black people to feel like, oh, we can come to the beach and just be how we are and not have to feel like we got to fit in and we can get surf lessons and there's somebody DJing out the back of the truck and there's stripper poles, like, let's Hell go. Yeah. Yep. And oh, these my kids kid are had having... His, had his end of fifth grade party right next to them. Yeah. I'm glad we were gone before the stripper poles came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, people don't strip... <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like they, it's they just like they just yeah they have a a, a blast. It's a workout, um, and he's he's really helped to to you know when I first started surfing when I moved to to southern to to Carlsbad it was like I remember the first time I came down the beach with my surfboard and the kid from school literally being like not being afraid to tell me that like n words don't surf like what are you doing here, and it wasn't it was far from the last time that I would experience that. 
you know and i remember feeling like well maybe if i throw some literally i shit you not i remember like being like well maybe if i throw some peroxide in my hair yeah and it blondes out a little bit maybe they won't give me as much shit and so i did because you're like 17 and you just want to be accepted and you Did get laughed help? at more. No, you just laughed at me even, even more. But you no, know, it's, you, it's like a no win. But you're just situation. trying to like, well, what's it going to take for you, for this to be something that computes yeah. for you? Um, but there's just so many more groups and of kids now, and uh, a lot of it having to do with kids here who are unique in their spaces, being able to find themselves on social media and be like, oh, we can create community. Yeah. There's like this, this, this group called textured waves. that's like dedicated to, to black girls surfing hmm. there and they're having a, a, an absolute blast. So yeah, it's, I, I just, I'm so stoked now that I'm, I'm able to see um, these groups that didn't exist when I was coming up where kids are able to create community and, and feel like, all right, if I see some reflection in, of people who look like me doing this thing, maybe I won't be so intimidated yeah. to go and do the thing that's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the part that I think is, is that people don't really realize. I'm like, it, it may be fun to you, but no one's telling you that you're not, no one's pro providing a barrier to the thing that's already dangerous that you're trying to convince me is fun. Yeah. I mean, surfing is like that for everybody. I think it's changing a little bit, but I, I, I think it's intimidating. It's intimidating to go to new skate spots. It's intimidating to go to new gyms. It's way more intimidating to go to a surf spot. Yeah. Because it's never, there's never anyone there that goes, oh, you don't know what you're doing? Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about how the gym works. It's more right. just like, get out of here, you so-and-so whatever they can come up with yeah. yeah where you definitely don't feel welcome for a long time well and i'll go one further before you go to the skate park you can go in your in front of your house or on a curb or you can yeah. do you can do something you, can you throw know? up a jump ramp you can hit a heavy yeah. bag before you go yeah. to the boxing gym you can't practice surfing without no. the ocean yeah no yeah and you also don't know where there's a wave where there isn't anybody you only know where there's one where everybody is you go where the people are that's yeah. right yeah so it's uh i think the culture is slowly slowly starting to change and, and and be open to being more accepting but for people who've been surfing a long time they're just like, well, I own this piece of ocean, and yeah. now you guys are going to be in there. And it's like, listen, you can be mad maybe if people don't know the rules, but the idea that you're going to regulate who and who can't get in the ocean Look, as is a, ludicrous. As a person that's been a – I was raised to be mean. and It, it ends here, you know? Look, I got I to gotta throw your skateboard in the trash can for trying to drop in on me because that's how everybody did it to me. I'm like, yeah, no. I don't. I mean, like, I feel like maybe I've dealt with a a, a a lot of my problems, and one of those was, or it's like, if I'm angry at up and comers, that's energy that I I don't have a lot of, and I'm gonna burn out. Like it's it seems like just health wise, how about I just like encourage skateboarders to skateboard instead of telling them that they suck and they'll never amount to anything like my peers did. When like, I go skate the adult night. Uh, in Santa Monica at Stoner it's pretty much girls that are running the scene yeah and girl roller skaters oh yeah and the the like joy synergy that they all have with each yeah. other 
and support and cheering and then then they're cheering you on and you want to and you can't help but be like hey thanks yeah and it's it's such a different vibe from anything that i ever experienced in my life and it seems to be like that's kind of more where we're shifting towards um, yeah yeah i did a kickflip in the other day and i, I high-fived a 12 year old girl Congratulations. Can I high five you for doing that? That's skateboarding. I'm just saying that's skateboarding these days. Where I was like, uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, how how old is this? Is awesome. Yeah. And and everyone is very bubble. It's a, it's a lot bubblier on it's the happy. ramp. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is, uh, that's why I was so surprised yesterday when I saw Eddie and I was like, yeah <laughs> somebody there's at least one crazy somebody still gets it one crazy ass this, this is not my era of skateboarding this is totally yeah mind you eddie won and then eddie's eyes completely changed and he was super approachable and he was having a blast but make no mistake there was a couple of hours there where eddie was not looking to talk to anybody and i was so pumped on it he was channeling his inner d way i loved it it was great all right i gotta go if anybody wants to see more cells probably gonna get tired because you know He's not a podcaster. He's a professional. You are broadcaster. a podcaster. You uh, have a podcast. Yeah, but he's new. He I am care. new. Yeah. I am new. But I. How I, many episodes? That's not. That, <laughs> that's not. That's not that's do you not, like it? I do like it. But yeah. I, the show is called What Shapes Us. It's it's called What Shapes Us. It's coming back actually. Um, new episode drops on Thursday. Um, but I just got a deal for it, so like, I, yeah. I, now I got to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have the I option. I kind of hate you for that little. <laughs> but I also I got her now. But I also like. I'm so blown away by folks like yourself who like have figured out how to like. Like do this to the point where you eat from it. Yeah. Like the idea of a like a podcast has just been a hobby for me, like because I like to talk and I want to talk to people. And then you know you get your agent and team being like, "You idiot! Like you actually can figure this. People might come and show up for you." And I'm like, "Really?" So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm I am I learn from the best and I have a podcast but I'm not a podcaster yet. Yeah, but it's talking. But tune in. What shapes us? You'll be good. Hey, thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. All right. Uh patreon.com slash Ellsmate for more Jason L show. Uh don't die. Oh.